I think it was a, it's a little bit of a stretch, but we're talking about the death of Superman, so I mean, sorry. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Rainy's PhD. We are at episode 96 at this point, and we're opening up with Three Doors Down tonight, because Superman gets mentions in the song, and uh, it's just that, so... Jason is frozen in time as, as, as this moment. Uh, but thank you for joining us as always. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube or Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you found your audio on the podcast, we appreciate the support. Uh, and when he's done being frozen, he'll be with me as always, Jason. But Rogan's here. Rogan, what's, what's up, man? You are our, our Superman run is continuing. I know. I'm excited. I didn't see uh, any of these animated things until we got on here, so I'm, it's a good exposure thing for me. Yeah, man. Like again, like if you haven't been keeping up with us, our our buddy Steve Grogan here is usually kind of he's a big Superman guy, but like mainly knows him through the Christopher Reeve films. So we wanted to like get a good mix of comic book is Superman, not exactly reading the comic books, but the DC animated adaptations do a pretty damn good job of. Getting as close as possible, so you know you get a you get a bit of a different take on that. I'm so. branching out, branching out from Christopher Reeve. Branching out, like I've been telling you for years, we gotta. There's more than Christopher Reeve. There Super wasn't Reeve. in my life until now, but now there is. Yes. But we're trying to be the super friends that bring you <laughs> <laughs> an overall well-rounded Superman. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's where that's where we're out this evening. Um, so we'll be talking about both of the DC animated uh, features that they did a couple of years ago. It was the Death of Superman, which is the second time that DC adapted that storyline. Because they originally had Superman Doomsday that came out a lot longer ago. But this was the kind of like sort of remake that was in the last DC animated universe that they had going on. The timeline that goes from Justice League War to Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So this was mixed into there. And then the second half of it was Reign of the Superman, which shows what happens when Superman eventually comes back to life and you know that whole story. Because yeah. as we mentioned on this show many times before, the only people in comics that stay dead are Martha and Thomas Wayne and Uncle Ben. Otherwise, mm-hmm. everyone else is, is, is up for grabs, man. So. Well, it's like in uh, like when uh, Stallone wanted to kill Rocky in Rocky Five. And like the studio yeah. came to him, and he's like, "There's certain people that just don't die." Rocky, Superman. <laughs> you got to keep those franchise things going. Yeah, <laughs> but so I, it's funny you mention that because I actually wanted to like we can we can touch on it for a second. So, but so my my own our own personal feelings of Rocky Five set aside. Mm-hmm. Do you think if they killed Rocky and Rocky Five that they would have rebooted eventually? I don't know. I mean, I think St- Stallone can't let that go. And I don't think anybody, no matter what, would be able to diss certain guys. Rambo, maybe. Maybe. But not Rocky. I think it's just too linked to him. But no, what I'm saying is, do you think, like... No, no, I'm not even saying oh, you mean pass like, it off. Stallone and write it off like a dream, like Roseanne's husband and shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I meant, like, maybe... My idea of this now is just, like, 
what if they would have killed off Rocky in five? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, five, seven years later, they rebooted it with him producing, maybe, or just directing, but not actually playing Rocky. Like, maybe a younger guy, up-and-coming dude, comes up and he plays. Well, they're Rocky. doing the Creed thing. Eventually that happened, you know. So, yeah. it's, but I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, maybe he would have just forgotten about five and tried to erase it from the canon like he's doing now. Anyway. Oh, wait, what do you mean, like... What actually happened? Yeah, like he's really, he's really, you know, he doesn't agree with me. No, you and Jerry agree. are the only defenders of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, what's up, man? You're you're back. Yeah, I don't know. Literally, as we were starting the show, my computer froze. I could hear you guys. Uh, Control Alt Delete didn't work. Then I had to hard shut the computer down and restart from scratch. But, but here I am, back from the negative zone. I've made it. Um, Swear. <laughs> um, Swear. Swear. So, Swear. Swear. <laughs> and I, I did. I had two stories to tell uh, about my my video gaming and my weird uh, show watching habits. Um, while Eddie shares out the show, so the first, I'm actually going to show you a picture of something. I found this so disturbing, guys, because I'm watching the show Babylon 5, which is a 90s sci-fi. It's a great show, but I don't talk about it here because it's nothing for me to riff on. It's just a brilliant show. But now I'm into, like, the stretch of, like, eight for, like, TNT movies they did with the cast after the show ended. And it gets weird because I'm watching it, and it's it's a good show. It's like a long episode, you know, a longer episode of the show. And then this is who I see shows up as an alien, guys. Look at this. Is it sharing? Yeah. Look oh at this. God. Just Martin Sheen just shows up as that a Martin fucking Sheen? alien. Wow. That's Martin Sheen. This is a 1996 Martin Sheen. So he has done a ton of movies. This guy's super famous. This guy's like right about to do the West Wing. And he shows up on this made for TNT Babylon 5 fifth installment uh, of these weird movies. And I could not take it seriously because the whole time I'm watching it going, did Martin Sheen lose a bet? Was yeah. was Martin Sheen a big fan of this show? Like, why is Martin Sheen here it, as an alien? Like, it'd be different if Martin Sheen was like, a, "Oh, this is diplomat such and such." And it's Martin Sheen is a human. It's like, all right, guy needs a little guy, guy needs to put a little scratch, you know, get a new car or something. But yeah. like, Martin Sheen's sitting in the makeup chair for like hours to do this. What was going on with the middle of his forehead? Oh, that was a soul. That was like a soul stone type thing. His his race of creatures. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an answer to this. His race of creatures are drawn to the last moments of death of great people or points of ma- mass extinction, and they kind of use this and some technology to capture their souls before, like the moment before their death. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So that was my first story. Second second story, real quick. I start playing, I, so I told you guys I, I finished God of War. I started playing this game Cyberpunk, right? So Cyberpunk, uh, I sit down and I start start playing it, and it's like, customize your character. So I'm like, all right, great. Look, I'm getting the hair done. I'm playing a female character in this because sometimes I, you know, I have a different stories and characters in my head. So, all right, so I get the, the hairdo, I get the nose, I get the chin, the eyes, and everything. Then all of a sudden, it's like, how big do you want your, your breasts to be? Small, medium, large. And I'm like, okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, you know, answer the question, medium. Uh, then I get 
what design of nipples would you like? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait I don't, what, well, I don't need to customize the nipples on my character. This is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> so I skipped that one. The next one is, what genitals would you like on your character? And I'm like, I, this is a bit too much, but I, I have to see the options on this. I just have to. So it's like, no genitals, which is what I chose, because yes, I'm an old person. Mario fucking Mario didn't have genitals. I don't need them having genitals now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there was the vagina, and there's just vagina on my screen playing a video game. But then there is were it pictures, or they just give you the options? No, like it's your character, and they graphed yeah. what it looks like on your character's body. Oh, okay. So it's not like you know. So you're seeing like. Labia. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's not like zoom close up. But then it's like, then the next one is like smaller penis, larger <laughs> penis, and it's like I got dangling dick on my video game. What the hell? What what world am I living in? But, uh, can I like do these characters have sex in this game or something like that? Like, is I, this even relevant at all? I, I am I am told that there are graphic sex scenes in this game. I have not gotten a one. Okay. I'm still kind of new. I'm still just, you know, gunning people down to steal their stuff to amass money and experience, which is how I play video games. I, I get super powerful so I can walk through the story. Um, but I hear there's graphic sex, but I, I said no genitals, man. I don't I don't need that stuff in my video I'm games. I'm wondering, in the game, like maybe you like run Kendall. slower. Maybe you right, run right. slower with a large penis. <laughs> because it's awkward sure. and, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, there has to be a reason. It's going to be used for weapon at some point. No, I think it's just aesthetics. I think it's just realism. They're just like <laughs> you want to watch how big of a dick do you want your avatar to have? How big of a dick do you want? Like that's what it's asking. Interesting. Yeah. And isn't like the main character Keanu Reeves? I think it can be. I chose the female, so I don't know who voices oh, okay. the female. I didn't oh, I if don't... I knew that the male was Keanu Reeves, I know he's in it, but I don't know if he's the main character. I have no idea. I, I know I remember seeing him in the ads. In the ad campaign for this, but like I never played the game, so I have no idea. I'm assuming yeah, Keanu Reeves has a big penis and good nipples, so I'd have to really customize it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. We'll go with I, that. One. I have a big penis. Alex, by the way, has a comment on your Martin Ooh. Sheen. Uh, that looks like a dehydrated red skull. Kind of like the one from Captain America 1990 that we covered. Yes, it did. Alex, good. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Strong work, Alex. Strong work. That was good. Um, all right. So I guess let's let's jump right into it. So if you've been following us for a little bit, we've been covering all the Superman live action films. And we've accomplished that so far. And now we're diving into some of the DC animated films. And we covered last week we had all-Star Superman and Superman uh, Red Sun. This week we decided to go with The Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman, which is a pretty big uh, story arc from the 1990s. We all were discussing this before we went on air, that you had the whole bagged comic book that you had to get back then. It was like a cultural icon type thing. And you bought that one, and then you kind of waited until they came out with the one that wasn't in the bag to actually read the damn thing. And, you know, then you read the damn thing. And meanwhile, the other one was like in sacred cardboard and, you know, plastic and things like that. And then you'd find out once they brought him back to life, it wasn't worth shit. That <laughs> sucks. So, um, 
All right. So, I mean, let, let's let's go around the board then. Like, overall thoughts. Uh, Jason, what did you think of Death of Superman? All right. So, this is this is going to be the hot take of the night because Ricky isn't joining us. So, this, this is going to be the hot take of the night. <clears throat> this is my favorite Superman movie that I've watched for this run. Okay. I think this is I, I it's the it gives me what I want in Superman and I almost never get in anything, uh, which is I get Superman as a character, not Clark Kent as a character. Clark Kent's always a character, but that's Superman fucking acting. That's like Superman in community theater. That's not that doesn't <laughs> count as Kal-El's character. But this movie humanizes Kal-El. Like and and gives him flaws. It actually has the fucking cojones to give this guy flaws. He's a, he's not a not a very good. He's not the best boyfriend. Like no, everyone's giving him shit this entire movie. Like wait, you haven't told Lois yet? I fucking told my girl. I told my guy like three months in. You got to get that shit over with. And he's like, I, I don't. I've never done this before. Like and and like I don't know. It, it actually gives him humanity and character, and. No other Superman does this except for uh, Lois, and, uh, except except for um, Superman, Superman and, Lois. and Lois, which is why that's my favorite Superman, and this is now my favorite Superman movie. All right. Um, before I share mine, uh, Grogan, what do you what did you think of Death of Superman? Like I said, I, I remember this being like the cultural thing. I remember SNL doing their skit where like Chris Farley was the Hulk, and like they were doing like everyone was at his funeral. <laughs> and it was like I remember it just being everywhere, but I never saw Doomsday. Never knew what he looked like until this. Okay, I mean, never read the comic book. Oh, I, you know, I just knew he was dead. I mean, that's yeah, basically all I knew until I watched it. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, and I didn't know most of the Justice League people, and we'll talk about how much I hate the Justice League. But <laughs> um, you know, it's just, and I like the, and we were talking about earlier about like Clark Kent. I don't know. How are you dating, seriously dating Clark Kent and still not catching on to this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. This it's... is the worst. I thought this was the worst of all that. We've talked about the glasses and everything and like, uh -huh. no. This is the worst of that. Now you're actually having sex with the person and you don't know he's Superman. Well, has like, she had sex with Superman? I don't know. But she seems to run after him whenever she sees Superman, apparently. Yeah. She gets like turned on. Which is also That's wrong. True. That's true. Actually, Clark does mention that at one point. Yeah, that's completely. Which well, he doesn't care because he's just like, dude, it's me in different clothes. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, I think it took that to a whole other level. So that was pretty bad. But uh, and then like you said, we find out about Wonder Woman later on. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, so I think my I, like Jason to follow up on what you were saying. I think this does a great job at humanizing Superman. I think those are my favorite Superman stories on screen, and that's probably why I have my the feelings I have about the Christopher Reeve run are what they are, because I don't think that really gets nailed in any of those movies. No. until And, like, all-star Superman humanizes Superman. You know, like, this. Death of Superman does. Um, even, like, Man of Steel... And I think it does humanize Superman to an extent. Like, you know, we, we get to, he, when he's not like the perfect blue boy scout all the time is when I actually like him more. And yeah, Superman and Lois does a fantastic job of it. It's also a different point in Superman's, you know, career, if you want to call it that. Like Superman and Lois is, he's a dad. He's been doing this for a little while. He's not like old or anything or past his prime. He's just, he's, he's done this for a bit. 
this Superman that we get in this version of Death of Superman, because this is the second time that DC Animated has done a the Death of Superman storyline. This is a young Superman. This is a very green Superman who like just joined the Justice League, who kind of just the Justice League just formed. Like they're kind of they don't even have the Watchtower yet, which gets alluded to in in Reign of the Superman. So he's just meeting these guys. He hasn't told Lois anything yet. They're just dating. And like what Grogan I mentioned previously was he's she's dating Clark Kent in this, which is vastly different than anything we've covered and discussed over the past. I mean, we've been talking about Superman for almost two months now. Like, it's crazy to think about it. But yeah, we, we have been. And uh, God help is, me, I'm still in a relationship. You are still in a relationship. Because <laughs> Cordy's awesome, that's why. Mm. Um so yeah, that's that that's what we get. So there is a different spin on it that's through this. And I think it's interesting though, because even in the 90s, when the original version of this happened, it was Superman who's been doing this for a while. This young Superman, inexperienced Superman, does twit, you know, uh, change the story quite a bit. I think it's funny how like in this they're almost like foreshadowing, like to like he seems like he's like knocking things off, like. He tells like Lois, meet my parents. I want the world to see where I come from. And then he's mm -hmm. like kind of getting along to talking to his Smallville parents. And mm -hmm. he's telling Lois, he it seems like he's got a little bucket list, almost like he knows he's going to go. Or they're doing it like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think the story, right, the, it lends itself to him. Well, like we were saying, this is a young Clark Kent that like a young Cal Elvis happens to. So it's a little bit different. So we catch him when he's doing all the big things that we assume Superman's already done. And he hasn't done any of it. All-Star Superman, I still think, was like the bucket list because he knew he was dying in that. Yeah. So he decided to start doing that. But you're right, though. They, The way that Death of Superman is written is it's very much like they pour it on to make sure they humanize him as much as possible so his death at the end of this has the impact that it does. Mm -hmm. So, which, which makes me wish that more stories would humanize Superman without actually having to kill him because... I don't know. I think that's super interesting. Like the most, the most interesting part of this whole movie to me had nothing to do with his death, nothing to do with Doomsday or the Justice League. It had to do with his inner conflict of I got to tell Lois, right? Like, like, he, and the fact that he's a kind of a bad boyfriend, like because he's Superman, right? Not because he's a bad guy, because he's keeping secrets and holding like. Gorgon, when you had said, like, um, it's a bit ridiculous that she doesn't note that it's Clark Kent. And it's like, uh, yes and no. Uh, like, yes, obviously, if you're sleeping with someone, you should fucking know if they're Superman, right? But I would say in the context of, like, the, what, the, what they're saying about him, like, he's purposefully keeping her out of things and purposely keeping secrets from her. And, like, she's not going to think. Like, if you're – like, look, if I, if I came to you and said, oh, by the way – I'm a fucking superhero that's been flying around saving the world. You go, Jason, you're a fat, bald, middle-aged white guy. There's no fucking way. You know, and then I go, aha. And then you go, oh, I, oh, oh what? Shit. Yeah. You know, so it's it's also like she just does – she can't see Clark in that way. So I, I can get it. But I think the best part of it is him putting up walls and her being like Lois Lane, can't queen of keeping people out in these other movies where she's like super tough and you know sort of unemotional she's looking for this connection that he cannot give her because he doesn't know how to break this news there and i that all of that human stuff is my favorite part about this 
Well, I mean, he talks about like, you know, obviously you don't want people to know that super, who Superman's girlfriend or whatever is because they kidnap her and use it against right. him or whatever. But in this also, it really kind of makes him look like a shitty member of the Justice League because he's always out with her. And like Wonder Woman has to call him. Or I'm so, like, dude, time to go to work. And he's like sitting in a restaurant. <laughs> so you can't mix these things. You can't be a superhero and because there's just no time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have time to do the Superman thing, you know, and stuff like that. So I gotta. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I would be Superman, but like, you know, it's our anniversary. Like, what the fuck? You can't do that. <laughs> well, I, I would say in Superman's defense, he can get there like in two seconds. Like, you know, he can drop what he's got to do, but obviously, until she knows, it looks awfully damn suspicious. Yes. And you know, can make her think a thousand other things that are going on. Meanwhile, he's saving the fucking earth, uh, the, uh, the earth like every other fucking day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I want to ask you guys a question since we are talking about the human side and their relationship. It, 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 it revolves around that. Was it a dick move, a power move, or really he had no idea that he had their lunch scheduled at like the Superman themed diner with the guy who claims to have fought off fucking people with Superman. Like, cause, cause he's there to tell her he's Superman and she's like, Superman themed, huh? He really likes Superman. There's a Superman burger. Hey, that guy thinks he knows Superman. It's like, was that a power move? I think it was him. I think maybe she felt that like he takes so number one, it was a free meal, right? I'm pretty sure the guy mentioned that dude, Clark's probably not making that much money. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's that's a part of it. And number two is maybe it is a power move, but maybe it was to like get her to be like, see me as Superman. Superman's <laughs> in the mind. So when I take off my glasses, you know, like Clark, put your glasses back on, you idiot. What are you doing? You can't see. Stop. Yeah, I'm, like, I mean, there's probably pictures of this pictures of Superman everywhere. And maybe it'll get through a thick skull that, like, <laughs> oh, like maybe she doesn't see them together a lot. And maybe it'll be like, all right, this is what we need. Yeah. So when I when I finally tell Regina that I am the Burger King, I should bring her to my local Burger King to reveal yes. that to her. Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um another thing we, we so another thing that we find out about Superman's dating life is that in this in this canon here, Superman and Wonder Woman have dated their exes in this. And yes. that's something that, like, I, I do actually really like the interactions between Wonder Woman and Lois Lane in both of these movies. Like, it's it's interesting. You can kind of, like, even when uh, Wonder Woman is talking to her and it's, like, awkward and she's like, it's kind of weird that here I don't have a lot of girlfriends. But meanwhile, you know, <laughs> back home, I am from a fucking island full of women. To, to which Lois goes, oh, uh, you know, we're not here as girlfriends. Like, yeah. she's, she's got a real, real jabs that into her. Well, it's like, I mean, Wonder Woman telling her that. I mean, I know they weren't, it wasn't, you know, like she's like, it wasn't at the same time. So technically it wasn't like cheating or anything. No, 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 no. They, they clearly established that they're exes. But, I mean, it's like, you know, but that whole thing can revolutionize cheating. That's amazing. Like she says, well, I was with Kal-El and you were with Clark. And I'm like, that's brilliant. <laughs> we could all use that. <laughs> like, that could really, like, yeah. Oh, I heard you were banging Diana at work. No, no, that was Kal El. Yeah. <laughs> Clark um, loves you. Grogan, this is the first time you've heard of the Wonder Woman Superman dating, right? 
Yes. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? It makes sense. I'm surprised. Yeah. Like um, it's again, you know, we talked about whether or not a super person could be with a regular person. So it makes sense that he was sort of like, what was the uh, show? Like, um, the Marvel- Jessica, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Where, yeah. where they needed to be together because, you know, and warn each other that they hurt people when they have sex. Yeah. So, so it makes well, sense. Superman and Wonder Woman, I mean, that's got to be some serious shit right there. Yeah, I'd pay for that. I'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> you think they destroy shit? You think, like, they, they rent out a hotel room and oh, it all like Johnny of... Depp lived there in the 80s? <laughs> They go to the Fortress of Solitude and that's it. Like It's like shaking, glass shattering and shit like that. Yeah. As I picture this, we were both buck naked laying on the Fortress floor. <laughs> Wasn't me. Wasn't me. But, uh, you know, she's, just, she's probably using the lasso. I mean, it probably gets cool. <laughs> he was, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Tell me what you want. Oh, yeah. I want this. No, no. Let me tie you up. Now tell me what you want. Now tell me oh, what I you want you to. And they asked us all the truth. Right? That's great. It gets, it gets weird. That's great. Um, another thing that's pretty different is that, like, the Kents are alive and well. Jonathan and Martha are both there, and they're yes. kind of just like, you know, gee. They go ahead and they show up and they come in town to meet Lois. Which, what an awkward scene. And you know who makes that awkward? Our boy Clark Kent, Kyle Hell. Because oh, everyone yeah. else is having a fucking great time. And he's like, no, oh, you know what? Your mom, dad, shut up. We're leaving. It's like, dude, fucking relax. Dude. You're, they're not going to spill your secret. And I think, I believe they tell him, you haven't told her yet? Like, like everyone's everyone's giving them, like you said, everyone's giving them shit. There's the, the Kents are giving him shit. The Justice League is giving him shit. Now the father, was, the father was an asshole at that dinner, though. I mean, like really, both of them. It's like, oh well, when you dated this one, that was a good one. And oh, when you know he was with this chick too, and that chick was great too. And like you know, it's like you don't do that. Oh yeah, they go the through Lana Lang. They go through like a whole bunch of other uh, super other du- double L names. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All they kept doing was talking about is like sexual history while she's like over to meet them for the first time. That's ridiculous. No wonder they want to leave. Well, listen, Clark, you, you've done all right, man. It sounds like you, you've been doing pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were they were just giving us resume. They were like, "Look, Garboy's been around. He, you're not his first. You're a big city girl, but he's marriage material. Let me give you a list of references." Yeah, and it's like you know, and then you you, you know he almost wanted to say Wonder Woman also. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> That's a nice thing, Mom, Dad. You don't know about Wonder Woman. Yeah, if you do that one. So it's like Lois, you know, you think you got big shoes to fill. Fucking yeah. Wonder Woman, okay? Um, Clark is like, I almost turned a lesbian. Nah. <laughs> she made it, she made me tuck it while we did it because she's an Amazon. Because that's yeah, this that, movie, right? Where she where she makes that joke, like, uh, I'm sorry, we grew up surrounded by women. That was this movie, or was that the last No, that was, uh, that was, that was Red Sun. Okay. They, they they meld in my head because I watched them so briefly, but that's where that joke came from, by the way. This is the first thing I've ever seen Wonder Woman fly, too. Is that always a thing? Um, well, live action, she does do that. In... I know she, like, levitated when she became a god in the movie that I just, you know, the yeah. good Well, good in, in the horrendous Wonder Woman 84. She does fly in that eventually okay. too. So Wonder Woman does fly. Speaking yeah. out of such so. heresy, we've covered that already. Okay. 
in episode in issue number one. Ooh, that was quite the that was our origin issue. That was where I went. I will say fuck you, movie. <laughs> where, where, where it all started. <laughs> um. So yeah. So then we Doomsday does arrive earlier in this whole thing where he you know he tears through this ship and then we find you know like he just he just appears. We don't really know why in this one. It doesn't get revealed in Reign of Superman of what his whole origin is. But when he shows up, he tears through this spaceship, and we find out there's a character named Hank Henshaw who's in this ship, who is just kind of like, listen, everything's falling right. It's kind of like that meme of the dog with everything on fire around him. Like, everything's okay. Don't worry. Superman's coming. It's okay, everybody. Superman's coming. Everything's fine. And he doesn't show up. You, you know what this is like? This is like an uh, an allegory for Jesus, right? Because we're always saying Superman and Jesus. It's like Jesus will save us. Uh, we have medicine. No, no, keep your medicine, heathen. Jesus will save us. We, we have an exit. Jesus will save us. He always oh. comes when you need him. And then, well, Jesus didn't show up. Superman didn't show up. It's an allegory, guys. Yeah, because well, yeah, Superman was out having free ribs with his girlfriend. And <laughs> like decided to save people. Just like yeah. Jesus. Jesus did this. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Mary Magdalene are down at the Bethlehem rib joint. Yeah. The second to last supper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Doomsday does get to Earth, though, and he starts fucking wrecking havoc. He goes to um, Atlantis. Dude, he kills Ocean Master. In like the first couple of minutes that he's there. So he fucking kills Aquaman's, like, pretty much arch nemesis over here and his brother. Because they even have like the little funeral thing where they're even like giving them apologies for that. And then he goes and starts the Justice League shows up and he fights them one by one and fucking kicks all their asses. One by one. Hawkman, who's in two of these movies, has does not have one line, by the way. <laughs> no so this is this man. this starts my this starts my Justice League problem, but we'll let Jason. Talk okay, no, no, we're we're here. Go ahead. We're, no, no. we're here with the Justice Look. League. I can only I'm only gonna defend one Justice League member and I'll do that after you've made your case. Okay, so he lands in the water. Apparently Aquaman's supposed to be completely in charge of the water. He's defending the water, he's got an army that defends yes. the water. This guy shows up and easily like crushes their head and rips them apart. Mm -hmm. Aquaman goes down basically to like survey the damage and look he around. He was with the Justice League though. Yeah. But he went down first and he's like and then he just looks up at the surface and he's like, okay, well, this looks pretty crazy. The sharks are still swimming. Let's let the fucking land people handle this. <laughs> and pussies out. So, I mean, how is he supposed to, like, you know, if he can't deal with it in the water level, he's done. So he sucks. Okay. Correct? Uh-huh. Now, there's the hawk guy who I had no idea who he was. I was like, who's this guy wearing a bird mask that seems to have a Thundercats thing on his chest? Kind of does look like that. I, I can, no I can idea who that. he was, never spoke. He obviously <laughs> just comes, flies around with his hammer and gets beaten down really quickly. Yeah. So he sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then after that, what is it? The green. With green the, Lantern. Green Lantern. Comes with his green ring because that's all he has. I'll make a dome over you. Oh shit, you broke the dome. I'll make a dome over me. Oh shit, you broke the dome. He <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Flash has a decent check. He's running around kind of beating the shit out of him a little bit. But then he just figures he times it right and done. 
So okay. uh, I'll give him his due. Like he's, you know, he's got the speed thing and whatever. All right, so you're okay with the flash so far? Yeah. I mean, so you start going, you raise a little bit, but then Batman that we talked about, we know Batman is, you know, a regular guy. Yep. And you know, he has his gadgets and he starts blowing. Like, I like how there's always little pieces of Doomsday's like sort of like the chick in Major League. <laughs> every time we win a little bit, we remove a piece of the dress. <laughs> so <laughs> Batman does a lot of that and whatever. And he realizes he mostly runs away from him. And then Wonder Woman, because yeah. Superman's still not around. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. What I, again, here's my animation problem. Every time someone got beat, it was just lines on their face. I guess those are the bruises. Yeah, they're supposed to be like bruises. <laughs> I mean, th- there is blood on some of them. Like, I know there's a point where Batman is bleeding from his mouth and stuff like that, and Wonder Woman does get blood. I mean, these things, there is cursing, and there is, like, innuendo, and there is stuff. So it's not like they're hiding back from it. But this also isn't, like, Invincible or, yeah. or some crazy yeah. shit like that. So... so- but yeah, and then eventually they find out they basically need Superman. So it's like, can we just jump through all these users? Man, who the hell is this green? Who's the who's the green guy that did absolutely oh. nothing except scream like a bitch when he died? Martian Manhunter? I guess. Oh, Martian Manhunter, man. He went down like a champ. What are you talking about? He was invisible while he tried to read his mind. He's like, there's nothing in his mind. And then he gets thrown into a gas station and screams like a girl. But he did so <laughs> saving Batman. That's true. So he's a distraction. I he, mean, he's, he's, he heroically there's always, lost. There's always so much these guys are going to be able to do to Doomsday. I mean, if he's going to be able to kill Superman, Wonder Woman does put up a pretty damn good fight yes. against him, by the way. She tries, to, she takes him on head, head on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think, unfortunately, you're being a bit harsh on the Justice League here because literally a god killer is sent down there to kill a god, and other lesser gods. Don't take it and Batman because he's not a lesser god. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take it seriously because they've never faced a god killer and didn't recognize a god killer. And they get their asses handed to them. It's like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll give them. They they shouldn't have been so. They shouldn't have had so much hubris to throw it back to high school. But um, like I don't know what were they, what are they gonna do against Doomsday? Fucking Superman! Superman got killed by Doomsday. To be fair, this was my first exposure to the Justice League. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I could see that. So apparently, in my mind, all they can do is beat muggers. And then if something <laughs> happens, they have to like freaking, you know, it's always back to Superman. But I am gonna I am gonna defend Batman here, and I, I said this off off the air, and you know what's coming, so I should have saved this for on the air, but I'm gonna say that Batman is the most heroic person in this movie. Not the most useful. Certainly, nothing has no chance against Doomsday, but he knows it, and that's why he's the most heroic. Because this motherfucker rolls up on this scene in the Batmobile. He sees a god killer. Batman's not stupid. He sees this guy killing his, you know, putting his friends down. He knows a god killer when he sees it. And you, any of the three of us, would have been like, even as Batman, peace, my friends. I uh, <laughs> uh, hope you survive this. But I'm going back to that's the back game. I'm getting up, right. Uh, this guy goes. Today's the day I'm going to die just so I can distract this guy for like five seconds in hopes that Superman gets here and saves some people. That's right. Today's the day I'm going to die. And he fucking, this human being faces off against a god killer, knowing full well that this is going to be the end, his last day on earth. Come on, man. You can't take the heroism away from this man. 
I'll, I'll give you this too. Batman was had one of my favorite lines in this, which was when they were having like the meeting, mm-hmm. and you know they said they were short on the federal funding, which is ridiculous as being oh, federal yeah. funded. Yeah. Yes. And Batman's like, I, I'll cover it. Like nothing. Oh no, no, was it? Um, he should be Wonder covering Wo- everything. Anyway. Wonder Woman makes Wonder Woman makes a comment saying that her merchandising is done well. She'll pitch in and help cover it. And like it's just like when Wayne when Wayne Enterprises can't step in and he turns he turns there and he's like, Are you serious? Yeah, you're serious. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> by the way, yeah, we did gloss over that, but there is that meeting in with the Justice League that's actually pretty great because that's when they're kind of giving him shit. Like Barry Allen's like he's about to get married. So Batman's constantly taking digs at him. Like, I don't know how. Why this guy's getting married and stuff like that? Yeah. He's giving Barry Allen sons of shit. He does not like the Flash. <laughs> no, he just keeps on letting them have it the whole time, and the rest of them are just kind of like, "Yeah, we told our people, like, dude, get the fucking program." Yeah. Man. You haven't told her yet. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's actually like really important. That like you know, uh, going back to Jason's point about him just not like you know, like putting it off and putting it off, and even the Flash is like, "I'm getting married." So yep. you're right, human like like guys talk. I'm getting married. You haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but they're superheroes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but if we, so, if we jump back to the fight with Doomsday. Lex suits up and gets the Lexo suit going to go ahead and take on it. He sees this as the opportunity where the Justice League is failing. Like Lex is going to step in and save the fucking day. I I thank you for bringing up Lex because I almost forgot to point out. This Lex is such a whiny fucking baby. Like, I really like the Lex in the next movie, and I know it's the, it's the same thing. I just think they do better with him. But in this one, I was like, Lex, you you are a dickish whiny baby. Like the first thing we see with him walking through his his uh you know p, the p, the scientist that he he has hired is yeah. like yes I, I own the best minds, and he looks is like. Huh. Someone thinks in a Pythagorean's theorem, but it ain't you, bitch. <laughs> I like to see people who can do calculus, but you can't. And it's like, hey, and I, I, that's not what he says, but it's some other fucking science jargon. And I, two things. One, A, what a micromanaging piece of shit boss, right? Who, by the way, doesn't even know what they're working on. You're, you're just, it's, it would be like your boss is just walking up, looking at a microsecond of what you're doing in the day, and fucking roasting you for it because it's not perfect. It's like, I don't know, but did you see all the shit I had done before and after? Like, come on, man. You just walked up and looked at this. Second, why are you hiring the best minds ever if you're just going to fucking neg them? You know they're the best minds ever. Why are you walking around swinging your dick? doesn't make you look smart, motherfucker. It makes you look like a bad boss who deserves to lose this fight. And he does lose the damn fight because obviously... Yes, he does. And yeah, but he gets farther than most of the freaking Justice League. No, yes. he, he. Yeah, I mean, he's he gets superpowered. The upper hand, kind of pretty. Yeah. He's yeah. But when, but when he when they lose, they lose. When he loses, he goes, "No, I was supposed to win. I was supposed, yeah, supposed yeah. to be the Nexus Day." Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know but what Batman is- does? Batman goes, "I'm going to die today." He doesn't fucking whine. So whining, sorry, I'm, I'm so crying. Keep it I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no, there's no crying from your white eyes. No, <laughs> there's no crying with Doomsday. No, no crying on Doomsday. Yes, <laughs> well, Superman shows up though, saves the day, pretty much saves Lex's ass, saves Lois, you know, and then pretty much punches Doomsday. They have this whole drag out 
Dragon Mount battle that's going on. Dude, he winds up and punches Doomsday so fucking hard. His head he snaps his fucking neck. Mm-hmm. But on at the same Crazy. time, Doomsday stabs him with one of his fucking sharp objects he's got in his hand, so they both die mm-hmm. in, in one blow. But man, the fact that he punched him so fucking hard to spin his neck around was insane. That fight between them was crazy because it was like Superman was taking breaks. Like, like he he puts Superman in the ground, and Lex comes and fucking whines when he loses. And then Superman gets up, and they fight a bit more. And then they're on the bridge, and they fight a bit more. And then Superman's got to take a breather and then go save a kid. And then they fight a bit more. Like, like it's like they start, and then Doomsday gets distracted with other shit, and Superman rests. And saves some people and then instigates it, instigates it again. And what does he do again in the middle of this epic battle? He goes up and hangs out with Lois on the roof for a bit. Because <laughs> he's got his girlfriend and he wants to show that he's not neglecting her right now. That, he's that like, I gotta good. give my, my girl some time. <laughs> we'll let him take out a few more buildings, but you know, just wanted to tell you I love you, but I gotta go back to work. I mean, what the hell is going on? <laughs> He's multitasking, man. Okay. He wasn't multitasking before. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so then afterwards, we get the funeral of Superman where Lex speaks on the behalf. And you see the Justice League's pretty much like rolling their eyes and stuff like yeah. that. Like, and everyone knows the deal. Like they've had their, you know, their battles and their, you know, their differences at this point. But Lex is having a goal to go ahead and to, and to speak at his funeral right there. Um, and the Superman shuttle. That was being donated because the shuttle he arrived in was being set up so they can do the whole, you know, he's sh- he's kind of like taking everyone behind the curtain so they would trust him. Because, again, being a younger Superman, the ship fucking takes off out of nowhere. This all happens in like the, in the like kind of like prologue type thing they got going on. Superman leaves his coffin and then, obviously, then the movie ends until we get the pretty much the three mid-credit scenes that follow. They're setting up the other Superman. Before we leave the funeral, can I just want to point out my favorite part of the funeral? Because again, mm-hmm. this is humanizing Superman. It's the moment where um, the Kents, like, are getting like they're they're as close as they can be to the funeral of their oh, fucking yeah. son. Yes, of course, no that one knows that. And the, the guards like, I'm sorry, you're too close, guys. You you got to back up. This is for friends and family. And, and, and he's and then he has that whole condescending speech, which he doesn't mean to be because he doesn't know the truth. Guys, anyone listening? Dramatic irony. This is dramatic irony at its best. I might teach. I, I might use this in my class at some point this year. But because we know that that's his parents, but this guy doesn't. He's like, you know, I understand. He feels like family. He feels like family for a lot of us. As he tells his grieving fucking parents, oh god, it it got me, man. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. <clears throat> but that's what would happen. That's why it was brilliant. That was really brilliant exactly. because that's what would happen. Like you just mm-hmm. have to like sit back in anonymity and as if you did it. Yeah, change his kids' diapers. Yeah, you, so you didn't raise right. him. <laughs> Right, and you're right. It's exactly what would happen. I think that's what made it feel so real. It's like, wow, they're they're nailing shit in this comic book movie that live action movies couldn't nail. Yeah. Oh no, this movie does a great job at nailing a ton of shit that the live action again never gets to nail. And this is why the DC animated films are superior to the live action overall. I mean, obviously they have some great ones here and there, but yeah. like, it, it, if you're looking for consistency. The live the animated movies are, are where it's at. Um, so we have three quick mid-credit scenes. 
One of them is Superboy leaving LexCorp because there is hinting that there is some cloning type thing going on in LexCorp throughout this. Uh, we get John Henry Irons starting to build build his steel suit. And then we get Superman forming the fortress, pretty much, you know, what, what's going on there. And we find out it's the Eradicator, you know, in the next one. Which I, I think so, that was cool. Like, so I didn't even realize they were there until you texted me. And I had actually watched these, I think, Thursday or Friday, pretty early. Like, because usually I, I wait till Sunday, but I was able to do it early. And I didn't even think post credit. When you texted, I was like, shit. So I had to take like maybe 10 minutes a day to watch all the post credit scenes. But yeah. I kind of wish I had known they were there and watched them from the beginning because the setup was cool. Like, yeah. Like I knew what it was because I had already seen Reign of Superman, but I was like, I would have kind of been left like, oh, what is what is this? Like I would I would have known Steel for sure. Yeah. But and probably would have gotten Superboy from the coat. But mm -hmm. like you know, some of the other stuff, I, I would have been like, oh wow, I want to watch that next movie. <clears> so I kind of regret that I I wasn't able or I didn't think to watch it the first time because they were cool post credit scenes. <clears throat> yeah. Rogan, what were you? Uh, so I'm assuming, what were you thinking when you were watching post credit scenes? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, yeah, because I like I didn't get like when you said that elite. So I didn't get how he got from. I mean, I just again, you guys saw hand waving like about how he got out of the coffin anyway. Either I missed it and looked down yeah. and whatever something happened. But in the next movie, they're talking about right that they took DNA from him. Yeah, it was DNA. With, but in the mid credits to that. Was it him that was building the forces of solitude and everything, or well, was that was that, the erratic. That was the erratic. That was the other one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, but it they do him. show at the end of this the coffin. He does leave the coffin, okay. so his body does leave to go regenerate, which is what we see in the next one, and that's the eradicator. The passion of the L. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Jesus. <laughs> now, in, in, Eddie, you read the comic, right, of this? Because I did not. I yes, but I was quite some time ago when I had read it. Yeah, I actually ended up. So when I was talking about earlier, when I had read the Death of Superman, I didn't the plastic one. I left. I waited until the graphic novel came out and then got that to read it. Okay, to see what, what was what. So it doesn't end with him coming from the grave, right? Like it actually. No, there's no. This is different. Okay. Yeah, this is different. Because they also when when they. When they released this, they was a, it was broken up into two different parts. You knew that was coming. So there wasn't the illusion that Superman's really dead. Back then, the illusion that Superman is really dead was left, you know, for the reader. Because they didn't bring him back right away. Yeah. It, right. it took some time. I will say this about the comic book thing that like you guys were talking about. And I don't remember if I mentioned this last bit because I noticed it in last week's also. But comic book language. Mm -hmm. And... Like I get, I, I, I know you need that when it's just still pictures and like you need more explanation. They still talk comic book languages in these, where, where like even though it's live action. So it's like you can explain a lot with the live action. You mm -hmm. don't need the like, like last week when where he gave uh, like the extra gravity thing to Lex or whatever. Where it's yeah. like So what this is doing is it's adding this much gravity to you and that's why you're having to like you don't need to explain all that we see that he mm -hmm. can't fly yeah you know what i mean but you felt like that was like that in death of superman yeah i mean not as much but i feel like there was there was a lot of i mean again don't want to jump ahead but like when he's fighting uh the cyborg one at the end 
they're just like, you took this and you took my wife and you took like, you know, they're fighting, but they're having this long conversation as well, just to give mm -hmm. the backstory while they're fighting. And it's just, yeah, it doesn't seem. Well, I don't real. know. I mean, like that, you... see, I think that part and whatever, we're, we're up to the reign of Superman so we can yeah. discuss it. So I think in that situation though, is Hank Henshaw never has any point to tell Superman any of this. And I think he's been like holding all of this in yeah. and he's just letting it air out. Technically, he hasn't told anyone about this besides Darkseid. Mm. Darkseid is the only person that knows anything about this. Otherwise, he's never expressed this to anybody. So, yeah. so the way I took that was that was him finally getting to vent this whole thing to someone and at the person that he hates. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's like in the, the reason I bring it up is because in the live movies, there's a lot of stuff suggested and you can kind of just feel like even uh, Darkseid talking to him. And then I rescued you, and then this, and then that. Like you know, it's just again, it catches, you, it catches you up with the story. It's needed, but I'm yeah. sure there's a I don't know. That's just not how it's not like how people talk. Can you imagine like getting stabbed in the subway, and it's like, okay, so what's happening is your organs <laughs> are you know surrounding the knife, and there's a suction. So like you know, but if you pull it out, you will bleed to death, and this is how you'll bleed to death, and you're gonna get cold. No. It's you dead, motherfucker, because I stabbed you. That's how people like he's stabbed. See, I you might see need. the I might see the Joker doing something like that. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I mean, I, I think you can't knock a good villain monologue. If I if I was gonna go stabbing people in the subway, I'd do that. You would like, do that. I would like have you noticed that cold steel has gone through you? Notice how it has pierced your liver. Oh, how painful. If I pull it out, you will die of shock. Shock said it takes five minutes to sit in. I would be essentially be arrested because I would be monologuing to Yeah, you'd be sitting there like when the cops show up, explaining your methods. The person would be like, Can you just kill me, please? This is real painful. Let me explain to you. Wait, no, officer, I'll go with you, but let me finish my monologue. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> So, Reign of the Superman picks up six months later. Following death of Superman, he's been dead for six months. But there are Supermen who just randomly, inexplicably show up that nobody really knows anything about. And we get four of them. You know, we get John Henry Irons, who is in a, he's steel. He's in a whole suit with the Superman uh, S on the front of it. And he's inspired by Superman. He feels like he owes it to Superman to feel his shoes or attempt to because he had, you know, saved his life before. So he felt like that was his his thing to do. Um, we get Super, who's referring to himself as Superman, but it is actually Superboy, who ends up being... <laughs> Which, that's hysterical. It's an ongoing game. thing. Yeah, that's great. And it's pretty much a clone created from by Lex Luthor from the DNA of Superman along with his own DNA, which is what we also see in Titans, the Superboy that we get there is basically the same exact backstory as this, you know, minus the death of Superman part, at least that we know of, um, in Titans. Uh, we also get the Eradicator, who is, seems to be dealing out some justice by death, essentially, who's eradicating people. Any kind of threat, he's taking them out, uh, who we find out eventually he is a bodyguard for Superman who's doing this, who's protecting him while he's healing up. And then we got Cyborg Superman, who was Hank Henshaw, who was the astronaut that was killed in the ship that was pretty much saying to everybody, calm down, don't worry, Superman's coming, it's okay. 
he gets recruited by Darkseid, and that's, you know, it turns out to be so, our main villain of the movie. One might say he's the anti-Superman. Going yes. with the Christ metaphor, right? Anti-Superman. Yeah. Who tries to pose as Superman. Yes. So to, to Lois at one point. Yeah, that was creepy. That was very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, and not even a good line. Like, hey, how, how are we together? Tell me slow. Yes. <laughs> Describe our last sexual encounter, please. <laughs> In detail, slowly. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to admit that watching this, I didn't realize that in Supergirl, and I should have, but I don't know a lot about Superman, that Hank Henshaw, the reason they made him Cyborg Superman on Supergirl was because that's his origin here. And I lost sight of that because he was also the Martian Manhunter. And, you know, retroactively, I'm going to ding Supergirl for making the Martian Manhunter and Hank Henshaw the same person, because if Hank, since obviously Hank Henshaw is an important character in the Superman universe, I didn't realize, yeah. uh, disservice to both characters. So, Supergirl, I know you're off the air. I'm still fucking watching you. <laughs> yeah, that was like a whole thing where I feel like in Supergirl in the, in the CW series, they were, that was probably not originally their intention. And they were trying to kind of walk it back a little bit. Right. And they, that was their way of getting out of that. Plus, I mean, there's no death of Superman. In, no. Yeah. Like, they took a lot of their Supergirl stories from Superman-inspired stories and were kind of spinning it right there, assuming they were never going to get a Superman series. And lo and behold, yeah, they we have a fucking awesome Superman series now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we get the Lois and, and Wonder Woman meetup scene where they go ahead and they have their little girl talk and, you know, he... They think it's going to be like this girl talk, but like Wonder Woman's not pretty much kind of like there for that. And Lois is just trying to get, she's trying to track down the Justice League to find out, hey, have any of these supermen reached out to you guys? Do you guys know anything about them? So they're both thinking it's going to be this meeting is for one thing, and it's completely opposite things of what they, you know, what they thought was going to happen. That's Wonder Woman's now talking about power move, which is like, you know, obviously she's like, yeah, I was begging you, dude. And yep. then. <laughs> They leave, and she's like, hey, do you need a lift? And she's like, no, and then spins into Wonder Woman and then just stands there literally like, what up? Very Linda Carter, like, <laughs> yeah. doing the spin yeah. move. Well, I spin, and then like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to fly away, let you know if uh, something yeah. comes up. That's the that's the dick yeah. move. <laughs> you know, hey, let me ask you a question. Did Kal-El ever throw you across the, 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 the room? Oh, no, he couldn't because it would crush your human body later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did he ever have sex with you in space? No, because you're human. Because <laughs> you all know humans can't breathe in space. Yes. Boom. In this world. Yeah. In any you know, world. There are chapters of the Kama Sutra written specifically for people like Clark and I. Not yes. you. <laughs> you ever bang him without glasses on? No. <laughs> I did. Uh, That's why she never realized he wasn't Superman. He was wearing yeah. glasses. He's like, can you take the glasses off? They're getting fogged up, and you're missing it. You're missing the hole. <laughs> I, oh, need the glasses to, I need the glasses to get off, babe. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel smart. Yeah. So we pretty much also get this like four-way 
dance, super super battle at Lex at LexCorp there because this this whole like he's gonna introduce Superboy to the world and stuff like that, and then all hell fucking breaks loose where the Eradicator shows up and then Steel shows up and Cyborg Superman shows up and they're all beating the living shit out of each other, you know, left and right. But then Lex is pretty much ripping on Superboy at that point, like, dude. I gave you all the advantages here. I gave you my intellect. I gave you his powers and stuff like that. And you fucking can't take these guys down because the public starts seeing Cyborg Superman as the real Superman. And that's ruining Lex's whole plan to have the new Superman pretty much under his thumb. Now, this was the point that I texted you guys. Because this is when they're in the car, right? And he's ripping yeah. the new asshole. This is the point I texted you guys. Um, so... Superboy raised by Lex Luthor and Lex Corp is just be, grows up to become Homelander, right? Because like this is Homelander. Like, oh, you dumb fucking kid, you're a, you're not. He literally says, "Superman, ha, huh, you are Superboy." Like this is this is fucking emotional abuse from and a verbal abuse from your father figure who pawns you off to his corporation when he doesn't want to deal with you. Like this kid becomes Homelander. He does, he's on the path. I'll say he's on the path to becoming Homelander if Kal-El didn't intervene by the end of this. Yeah, right, He was right, right, yeah. on the fast track to becoming Homelander. Yeah, no that question kid, about that. That kid needed to be smacked down a little bit, though. Oh, no, he's a he's a pompous ass. He's, but he's running true. around, and he look, it's, he's, he's like a human freaking Sonic the Hedgehog. He's all like, you know, like all that <laughs> shit. Like, he's got the leather jacket and... going and stuff, and he's like, Got the collar popped and everything. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it would have been bad if he stayed, and then it becomes a weird parental fight between the two of them. But um, yeah, so it's just, but let me ask you guys something. When they, so what was it? When the aliens came during that, right? And they were attacking and all these, whatever it was. The... I think it was like shortly after that, but. Okay. So was that, was that like a, Alex thing so that Superboy could beat them. No, no, they thought it was, but it was Dark Side's but, minions. But it's not. It is okay because that's yeah, why I, I thought Dark it was Side. like what's his name Hammer and uh and uh Iron Man. No, no, Where no, no. It was like, like Justin make, Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no. make something happen so that we could be you know heroes. No, no, he wanted Superboy to show off there and pretty much be the guy, but the but Justice League is there. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like during the whole saving the president thing, yeah. and. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And that's where the Justice League pretty much gets vanished by Boom Tube. And that's where they're pretty much in and out of this movie in about five minutes. Because they suck. Yeah, they're in this in this one, they're definitely fairly useless. And it's it's kind of insane. You think that when Batman was boom tube, he was like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> that's I I just faced death like a couple of weeks ago and I said that was a good day to die and it wasn't I wasn't ready to die today, thank God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dude needs a break, man. I mean, look, the guy's dealing with trauma. He needs he needs some time to himself. We're not every day needs to be doomsday, right? Yeah. And I thought there was one really fucked up scene where that doctor that created that's in charge of the cloning process, where Lex is done with him because he's gonna kill. He decides he's going to kill Superboy at one point because he doesn't need him anymore because he's useless to him. He decides not to. Then he takes Superboy with him, and then he has these old rejected clones. Yeah. Or go ahead, and they pretty much tear this dude apart. That was fucked up. That was. 
Well, apparently he was abusing him anyway. That's why his arm was in a sling and shit, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Wait, was, weird. He, he was abusing the clones? No, abusing, this... uh, the, like, I don't know. There was a scene where he comes out right before that, and he's, like, in a, like hurt, like, in a sling or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think he suggests that Lex, like, yeah, exactly. fuck him up. Yeah, Ooh, there was that. I missed that. I missed that. Man. And then, you know, obviously he lets these crazy... But I like it. You know what it reminded me of? You ever seen Family Guy where Stewie's like fucking up clones and they turn to like mush? That's what they all look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure. Pretty much. Like they're just fuck up reject. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they tear them through the park because he's the one who made them and like caged them after that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> More obnoxious boss, Lex Luthor or Tony Stark? Like, who, who, who would you rather work for? Like, Lex, um... Tony Stark won't kill you, but. I don't know. Lex Luthor strikes me like he's a little less pompous. This Lex Luthor is probably just as pompous, if not more. I think. Ah, but Tony this Stark, Lex Luthor. Tony Stark. I, I mean, maybe Tony Stark seems to be more of a hands-on. Let me fucking do it myself. Kind of. You work for me, but go like get me coffee because you can't right. do this. Yeah. Tony Stark would be like, "Hey, PhD, hey, PhD, come here. I'm gonna do your job better. And what I want you to do is I want you to go tell Jarvis to make me coffee. Don't you make me coffee because you make coffee like shit. I had to right. do it last time. You tell Jarvis to make the coffee. I'm gonna do your job for you. Like yeah. that's what it would be like working on Tony Stark. Tony Stark would have murdered me though. <laughs> he wouldn't, but I don't know. I respect being murdered over being micromanaged. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so Cyborg Superman is pretty much the Superman at this point in the movie, and he creates the Cyber League. He pretty much dishes out these things that are apocalypse tech to random people who volunteer to pretty much brainwashing them and making up his own fucking army because there's this whole thing of like, oh, we have to be our own heroes. We have to do, you know, we have to kind of take things into our own hands. Meanwhile, these people are never to be heard from again because... You know, they're turning into pretty much minions that are going to be later on for the Justice League to, and the Superman to dispatch. And I'm going to call something out here because no one else is going to do it because I'm the only one who can do it on the panel right now. But uh, someone's cribbing from Doctor Who because Doctor Who did the Cybermen in the fucking 60s. And the Cybermen oh, wow. and Doctor Who are literally, um, they're, I mean, they're not like, you know, apocalypse, but. They are a creature of a race of cyborgs that come to planets and coerce or convince or force people into becoming cyborgs like them and joining their ranks. It's pretty much like this. Okay, I did not know that. <laughs> what I love about it, what I love about it, is like that's sort of like a really like be your own hero is sort of like a real positive, great message. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't rely on superheroes your whole life. You have to, like, do things yourself and whatever. Yeah. And what this movie does is it takes that and tells you that that's fucking wrong. We need superheroes. <laughs> yes. You can't They're be your superheroes. Hero. You're They're all fucking useless. You're mindless fucking robots. <laughs> and you need Superman to show up or you're all going to die. That's what <laughs> it turns that message on its head. And I love it. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so then Steel goes to pretty much check things out, and he goes to the Fortress of Solitude where he runs into the Eradicator. And the Eradicator's protecting... We're, this is where we really find out that Kal-El is actually in the shuttle healing. And we get this awesome battle between Steel and the Eradicator, and they fucking throw down. 
And then Kal-El shows up, very much 90s-style mullet going on with the beard, and we get Black Suit Superman. The Nick Cage Superman. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> with the Nick Cage Superman, kind of what it looked like. So, well, the Nick Cage Superman was, was definitely going to be highly inspired by the new Superman that like came back, because Superman in the 90s was rocking a mullet and some long hair for a little while Okay, after he came back to life. He had, he had a super, super business in the front, super party in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know who his kryptonite was? The rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Superboy does eventually show up and gets to meet Superman. And they actually have some pretty <clears throat> funny dialogue where he's kind of calling him dad and not dad. And like, hey, can I, can I go ahead? Am I, so just let me get this straight. Am I going to come live with you now? Or what? Like, what's going on here? You can see Kal-El's just, like, not having any of this shit. He's just like, dude, who the fuck are you anyway? Like, what, what is going on here? Kal-El goes, let me tell you some Kryptonian rules since you're a Kryptonian. One, we don't pay child support. Two, <laughs> we don't pay child support. Three, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Like, I mean, can you imagine waking up from essentially a kryptonite coma and then be this kid being like, you're my day. He's like, I was fucking sleeping. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> They, they, I was. They, they took it from me. I was dead. <laughs> I was sleeping, and your other dad, who has financial responsibility for you, the billionaire, <laughs> stole my DNA. As a matter of fact, I might sue him for rape. Okay, that's how this might play out, yeah. son. Son. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that leads to a whole, you know, third act big brawl that we get. That you know. We get Cyborg Superman versus fucking uh, Kal-El eventually, who's powering up. And, you know, he's got the black suit going on as he's trying to regenerate. Eradicator's fucking taking people out. The, uh, you know, the whole cyber army is fighting against Steel and um, and Superboy and that, and is that whole thing. And then he eventually bring back the Justice League via Boom, boom Tube. So they got that whole thing. Well, Lex of all people brings them back. Yeah. You know, you're right. That's a good point. Out of all people, though, but Lex is agreeing to this. He's even saying at certain points when he's trying to bring them back, I'm hoping Superman is coming back. He uh-huh. tells Lois Lane that at one point. Like, I sure hope so, that that really is him. Because uh-huh. he's like, dude, we're fucked if this and is not the case. That's why I like this Lex so much more than he was in the last one. Because the last one, he was a whiny bitch. It's supposed to be Lex's day. But in this one, like, he, I love that realization. Like, oh, I hope he comes back. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. I wanted to kill Superman all this time, and then this guy was out there? No, no, no. I was wrong, guys. Get our shit together. We're getting Superman back. Like, I love that, like, come to Jesus moment that Lex has, you know? Yeah. Pun intended, because I've been making the Christ allegory this whole time, and I own up to my puns. Yeah, like the, uh, like the at the funeral where he said, like, kind of, like, you know, almost like I'm going to miss him. Like, yeah. I was going to ask you guys, do you think there was truth in that? Or do you think he was bullshitting and then eventually caught on by the second movie? Or do you think that what we were talking about kind of, I think, on the last show was that he needs him to have a purpose? I, so I think in All-Star Superman, it's a little bit different. I think he has the true come-to-Jesus moment in this movie later on, in Reign in, of Superman. In Reign of I, Superman, yeah. Yeah, because he did clone the guy, and he was, like, trying to – gained financially off this and have his own Superman and Superman under his thumb. So to me, he was just like, I got what I wanted out of him, so fuck it. I'm going to make a new and improved Superman. Until he realizes, you know, it goes awry. And then he's like, all right, well, we need the real we need the real deal back. Like, he yeah. needs to come and save the day. 
I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think what, what causes him to come to his come to Kal-El moment, as I think we should call it from here uh -huh. on in, um, is because, and we see shadows of this in the first one. Like, when he suits up in the Lex suit, the exosuit, and wants to beat Doomsday, yeah, he wants to show up Superman, but he also wants to be the hero. He also wants to save people. Like, he doesn't care about life, but he cares about the perception of heroism, uh, his mm -hmm. perception, him being perceived as it. And so, like, I think when he gives that speech at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to miss Superman. It's going to be so sad. But he's really like, no, 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 I, I, I'm going to have my own hero. I'm going to set this up. But when he realizes what exactly they're facing, and it's like, this isn't just, like, fucking real estate schemes and killing Superman. This is end-of-the-world shit. This is, you know, all cards on the table. I think that's when he has his come to call moment where he's like, this is above my pay grade. I can't deal with this, and we need a god to deal with this. And so, the, yeah, I think it's that moment of realizing, like, no, 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 things are worse than I thought they ever could be. Yeah, I like the Lex things in these, like, that it gives you that kind of perspective of that he, he, they keep going with the fact that he's like, it's an alien, and we need to be careful because, you know, he has too yeah. much power, and that seems to always be his angle. Granted, he also wants to be the one everyone depends on. He wants to have all that power. So, well, yeah, I mean, he wants to be Superman, really. That's the move. But, like, I mean, I think that's what, like, so you almost, you can almost see him convincing people that Superman's a bad thing or superheroes yeah. are a bad thing. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Superman is bigly wrong. He built a wall, but in the wrong places. I mean, I'm making, I'm making jokes here, but like, but like the Brightburn thing. He's like, it's almost like he sees that. Yeah. You know? That that's how he that's how he sees yeah exactly the possibility mm -hmm. of someone that power to superman yeah he would see brightburn no yeah. you're right that's a great that's a great point um so we get that and then he also uses his mother box to bring the justice league back and it's funny because after he brings them back he's just like well you know it was a it was pretty much a business move he had to go ahead and, and yeah. do that because now know, go do your thing yeah go go do what you guys do now like you know, I'm I'm done with you already. You run um, fast. You make a green dome. Go do your thing. Yeah. You you throw some money at something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while See, that's going on, though, well, I beat up on Superman, but I just want to make it clear: I'm also beating up on Batman. I'm the equal opportunity basher. <laughs> just saying. <Yes. laughs> so yeah, so we get the whole battle between Cyborg Superman and and Superman, who's starting to get his powers back little by little, but he's not at full strength here. I mean, he's using a gun at one point, like to to take him out because he knows that he's not there yet. So he's using whatever he's got. And like Rogan, I mentioned before, they have the whole kind of dishing it out, like exactly you know how um, Hank Henshaw's motivation. And we find that he's been manipulated by Darkseid this entire time. Darkseid's fucking with his mind, and it was pretty much he was using Hank Henshaw as the Trojan horse to go ahead and to get the whole portal opened. So they, the apocalypse can invade Earth, and th this whole thing is being opened, but pretty much we end up getting that thing closed. And also, Hank Henshaw rips the damn thing out of his own head to stop apocalypse because he, there's this Lois plays it where it's like, wait a second, I thought, Hank, I thought you were going to kill Superman. Superman was yours. And uh, the dark side is there, and he plays them against each other. So... You know, she ends up getting and kind of saving the day what she wants, and then they have their whole battle it out moment and stuff. And you know, obviously, Superman. And there's holes in space, and she's breathing in it. 
no, because they no, no. Well, and we were waiting for this because as I was watching this yesterday, I thought of you, and we were like, <laughs> "Well, let's see." They actually take the time to explain science in this, where where she can breathe up to, and her and Kal-El would have froze to death and like died of like not having oxygen, and they get to a point where it is stopped, unlike Nuclear Man taking people to space for no reason still. Okay. Stop trying to. But then there's a hole in the point. ship, and she's floating in the air. So obviously, they're getting space. to that point, and they shut it down. And luckily, Lois knows where all the switches are that she needs on that spaceship. Yes. Crack journalism. <laughs> I also. She does. Wanna... Wanna... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, she does make a gag in this one about how her being a reporter, and she didn't notice that Superman was yeah. Clark Kent the whole time. So she, they do acknowledge that. Was that. Smart. So I thought mm -hmm. that was good. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Jason. No, I was going to say just shifting gears, but I just wanted to finish off my Christ, my my Kal-El Christ allegory, um, is that Cyborg Superman, the anti-Kal-El, rips open a portal from apocalypse hell to allow his father, the person who created him, uh, you know, uh, Darkseid, a.k.a. Satan, into this world. I mean, this is literally wow. a, a Christ allegory, wow. the, the, the yes. birth, the death and return of Superman. Uh, of course, the Antichrist in the Bible, I don't think, rips the software out of his head so he could kill Christ himself. I think that might be the Superman part of it. But oh. there is a serious Christ allegory going on here. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that. A reading from the book of cyborgs to the <laughs> earthlings. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but the the book of uh, the book of steel says like yes. <laughs> religions based on this. <laughs> yes. And when Jesus comes back, they say that when Jesus comes back from the dead, he's unrecognizable to most, as is Kel Ellenus. Yes. <laughs> he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Um so. But we, we do get the whole thing where then there's the prologue where after the victory. Uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool, though, that Kal-El ends up sending Superboy to Martha and Jonathan Kent to kind of go ahead and, and, to, and to raise him properly. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then we also get a moment where Superman, <clears throat> I mean, uh, Clark Kent is pretty much there with Lois and they're good about, you know, they're on a date, they're talking somewhere again. And then the Justice League thing beeper goes off. And pretty much now she knows, so she's like, all right, you know, go do what you got to do and save the day. And then we kind of get that, like, sort of, I thought, I kind of felt like it was somewhat of a nod to the Christopher Reeve movies where he does the flyover. Yeah, like the of thing. Space. Yeah, like I the... thought that was kind of cool. So, Superman. Yeah, I noticed that. And then we fast forward. We, there is one post-credit scene in this one that sets up Justice League Dark Apocalypse War where the Justice League are in the tower. They're going ahead and, and having their discussion, and they're like, listen, you can't play defense forever. We need to go on offense. we got to take this fight to dark side. And then Lex shows up in a Lexo suit and was like, you know, pretty much when do we start? And that and takes off says, the next one. Did we leave the door open? Like, oh, yeah. someone makes that joke? <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was the Flash. That's that <clears throat> Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I, I mean, right. that made me want to watch whatever the next one was. Grogan, it's funny you know you I mean? to say that. It's like, funny to say that. Okay. <laughs> because that's going to be our next week thing. Did I just gonna... step in some shit? You did. You kind of stepped in some shit here because we, 
decided to extend our Superman run a little bit longer, sort of. We are, uh, we are being so thorough, we're giving Superman a colonoscopy on this run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you guys have to explain that to me, but... <laughs> Superman colonoscopy? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, when a soup when, well, a no, gets, when a god gets to a certain age, he's at risk for god colon cancer. And he's got to get yeah. the colonoscopy. I mean, it's gone. It's, it's it's the same everywhere. It's it's something we share. It is. It would be <laughs> irresponsible not to. Great. Um. So I guess overall, like these two things as a as a story arc, are we good with this? Are we not good with this? Like, you know. Trends, weaknesses, maybe a bit. Like I enjoyed it. I think it works together as a pretty cool story overall. Okay. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, I love this. Uh, again, I like the first one better than the second because I it has more of what I want from Superman stories and almost never get. <clears throat> um, but the second one, I think, was great too. I mean, I I, I again. I'm someone because I don't. I was now not a Superman fan. I've never really been big into the character for the reasons that I'm always saying. Like they don't humanize him enough. So if I'm just reading a story about an invincible God, I I I can't relate to that. I relate to the fucking guy who had trauma at a young age and had to build himself up from nothing. So I'm a Batman fan. Like so, but this is relatable. And um, you know, but even in that second one, like it gives. It's a real fun stuff. It's real cool to. To, to see where the origins of these of these Superman work, as I was saying, I didn't read the comics, so I had no idea the Eradicator was his bodyguard. I had no idea Superman. I had no idea of anyone's origins except for Steel, and mostly because of I have knowledge of the Shaquille O'Neal movie, and I've watched Superman and Lois. Um, yeah, Superman and Lois, and they kind of touch on them in both in those things. Um, so it was cool to see like how the death and return of Superman played out similar to the comics. So yeah, I'm, this honestly, this is one of my favorite things that we've covered. If not my favorite Superman thing we covered in this run. Nice. Nice. Rogan. I mean, I forgot to bring it. So there's another justice league guy that I think is actually that the, is it cyborg or whatever? The, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Cyborg. You're yeah. Right. But this is, po this is pre cyborg, right? Like he didn't exist in the nineties or did he? <sighs> Uh, he, I believe, no, he definitely existed. I don't know if he was with the Justice League at this point, though. He might have been Teen Titans at this point, right? Yeah, he, so, I mean, he's, he's with everybody. So. Okay. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Right? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, this is, this shit I need to, I actually thought he was useful. Like, he's the guy who discovered that they're using this alien tech, and we're, I mean, granted, he needed his father's help, and they had that weird little storyline, but, no. like, they have a, I don't know, he seems like they go to him a lot. That, should be the Batman role of like you know, finding well, shit out, I guess, and like be the smart one, I guess, if you can't be the physical one. But he's got both. It seems like he's pretty. He should be higher up in the ranks. Well, Cyborg was created by Apocalypse Tech, okay. which is what Darkseid is, and by like a mother box and everything. So he's kind of connected to Darkseid. So it would make sense that he has some intel that the rest of them. There's no way that they would ever have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think yeah. he's like he's super important. Like, I mean, I don't know. So him, I won't trash. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but well, um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like you know. But the I'm interested to see actually the rest of them. Wonder Woman, I thought actually did almost a better job than Superman did against. I mean, until she eventually got beat. But she was kind of. I think she, she cracks. 
during her fight of it, she seems to have the upper hand more times than Superman did. So I will say this, and I made this comparison too, with the big thing is like comic book Wonder Woman and people who just don't go off of Linda Carter Wonder Woman, she's pretty much as strong as Superman, and she's a better trained fighter. Superman was never a trained fighter. No. He kind of just does it off of brute strength and like overpowering everybody. Obviously, he picks up things over time, but like as far as trained trained in combat, Wonder Woman and Batman are superior to them. That's why, like, when Superman gets depowered when he fights Batman, if they're on the same level, Batman's gonna wipe the floor with him. Yeah. Like, there's no question about that. Yeah, because but, I mean, he never had to fight anybody. Yeah, exactly. So he that's why just, he gets his ass kicked. We talked about that in other ones. I mean, he doesn't yeah. really have any fighting skill. I mean, he no, kind he's of should figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I got to say, even though this was an animated movie, when Doomsday's like punching on people, it's kind of brutal. I mean, he's relentless. Yep. I mean, punch after punch it. Like, you almost, I was like, holy shit, I know it's a cartoon, but fuck. <laughs> it was like, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah. So it was cool. And uh, I just need to see other Justice League things where they're more, I guess, useful. Oh, you're going to Because this was a bad introduction to them. Yeah. Well, I on HBO Max, there is a lot of other stuff. Like, this whole thing kicks off with Justice League War, which is where they kind of team up and form the Justice League. That That's a pretty badass fight. And also, the one we're covering next week, the animated film we're going to cover, which was the end of this run, was Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. This post credit scene goes directly into that. Okay. And that was, like, the ending of this whole thing. Justice, everyone and their mother is involved in that story. It's, okay. it's nuts. It gets really, really, it's a really weird, dark, and crazy story. And you guys are saying it's bad? No, it's really good. It's okay. just seen it wild. You haven't okay. seen Apocalypse War? No. Oh, man. You, that's that's going to be fun to talk about. Well, what's the one you guys are saying is bad? Did you what say you something mean? was bad that we were coming up on? Oh, no. The live action movie that we're going to cover next week. Oh, uh, okay. What is this now? Steel. Oh, this is going to be fun. The Shaquille O'Neal movie based on John Henry Irons from 1997. No shit. I oh, didn't yes. know that existed. Yeah. Um, you're going to wish exists. it didn't. You're probably going to wish it didn't. <laughs> my, but that's my based off John of Rice. the John Henry Irons. My friend John Rice, who uh, has been on Grannies. I don't know if he's been on this. but he, oh, Not Grannies. He's been on Double of Deep Dive, but I don't know if he's been on this. But uh, huge fan of Shaquille O'Neal's acting career. I once lost a bet to him, which is why I had to see Kazam. Wow. He once for my birthday bought me a novelization of the movie Kazam. He is so happy That's that I am being awesome. forced to watch another Shaquille O'Neal movie. And I literally told him, sight unseen, I think I'm going to prefer Kazam. <laughs> It's it's gonna be interesting. I'll tell you, I have not seen it either. But if we're ever gonna cover this thing, this is the perfect time to cover it. Um, we have to. Okay. Look, you, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and they have the facts of life, and that that's what we're learning here, guys. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up with with these things, though, I did want to shout out the voice casting for these movies. Though, by the way, so Jerry O'Connell is Superman. In both Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman, um, Shamar Moore is Cyborg. All right, uh, who's also by the, the way in Criminal he, Minds, right? Yes, who was also in Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, yes, he was, and he was he actually was, really good in Birds of Prey. He's a great yeah, actor, actually. He's a really good actor. 
Uh, Rain Wilson from the who's white on the office was Lex Luthor. So I think that was pretty phenomenal. Re Rebecca Romaine was Lois Lane. Uh, Rosario Dawson is Wonder Woman in this. Uh, Nathan Fillion is Hal Jordan. Um, uh, of course he is. Jason O'Mara, who during this run was Batman in this, and Bruce Wayne, he was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who was he on there? Uh, damn, I forgot his name on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he was a recurring character for a little while. It'll, it'll come Okay. I'll, I'll look it up after, right? Because I I watched a lot of that show, Agents of Shield. Oh no, I saw the entire run of Agents of Shield. I just can't remember his damn character's name off the top of my head. I'll actually look it up in a second. Um, Chris Williams, Black Lightning. He yeah. was. Yeah. Yes, he How was. How awesome is that to get to see that, him again? Or here? That was awesome. That was awesome. I, I that did not go unnoticed on me because I do like him a lot. And let's not forget Tony Todd was Darkseid. Candyman himself. Oh, uh, okay. So, Tony that, Todd, which pretty cool. Tony Todd needs. I like. I don't know. That guy's so talented. He he has a good career. He needs a better one. Like <laughs> he is amazing in everything he does. How is this guy not an A lister? He hasn't stuck his way into the Marvel movies, has he? Uh, Tony Todd has not. not yeah, yet. I'm surprised. Like he that I don't know. Something like because you know everybody now wants in on yeah of course yeah you know. they need you know, hashtag put Tony Todd in the fucking Marvel movie and, and hey yes man. hashtag guys, keep the fucking tomorrow in the hashtag sorry you guys got the platform <laughs> on the comic book show make it happen um I'm still on the I'm gonna find out who's I'm looking up Agents of Shield right now but we were talking about it earlier and I'm kind of with Jay I'm kind of with Jay on this is that like I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Get babe, but I'd rather not know because I'd rather not have that in my head while I watch the characters. Same. Yeah, like I knew some of the casting when they I remember when they announced it when they were gonna make these movies, but I, I think that it was done so well I wasn't thinking about it though while it was happening. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean and let me let me say this. Like I recognize Tony Todd's voice everywhere. Like he's a big Star Trek guy, he was in a lot of Star Trek episodes. And he's, for the most part, usually covered in makeup. And, and you could blindfold me and put an episode on. I go, oh, Tony Todd's on? Yeah. Um, but Tony Todd's also so talented that I, like, when he's doing Dark Side, I didn't go, oh, this is just Tony Todd. They didn't, no, they hired a guy who could actually do voice acting. And I think that's part of my issue with some some movies when they just go, oh, we just want stars. I won't say what movies I'm talking about, Ed. But some movies, certain some movies, movies. That we go to the show that we just want stars because we're a soulish cash grab that just wants to get asses in seats and make as much money as possible. And we don't care if they can voice voice act this movie when, you know, what we're going to get names, but names that can voice act. So even like people like Tony Todd, which I recognize, like I don't not sitting there going, oh, that's obviously Tony Todd fucking cashing a paycheck. I'm going no, nah, this this is a voice that embodies dark side because he's got a scary voice. It makes sense. To. Yeah, like it makes sense. You don't yes. have Sofia Vergara as uh, Wonder Woman. No, exactly. But when exactly. you have Rosario Dawson, not bad. No, but someone who's so recognizable no, that yeah, you yeah. only know him as the famous person. You know? No, no, you're right. You're right. Rosario right. Dawson's done like some other like voice acting and stuff like that through this. Plus, she's yeah. all over comic book stuff. Yeah, like. Constantly. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly, and, and she's got she's got range. It's not like it's 
uh, oh, here's Kate McKinnon, who's just playing Kate McKinnon in her voice. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I'm fine with her, but she's that. not a you're voice actor. I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not talking about any specific particular movie. I pulled Kate McKinnon out of a hat, a random name. Yes. <laughs> yeah, where would that have came from? It's not being transparent at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> on a secret life. On Super Pets. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Mace was the character that Jason O'Mara was on Agents of uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. He was like I, the I, I director. Actually... He was the director after Coulson. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. He was like the super straight edge, by the book, very friendly yep. director who they had like given some super powers to who was also doing running missions for them. Yep. Okay, I know exactly who that is. I, I really liked him on that show, actually. Yeah, and I was excited when they announced he was going to be Batman in this in that run. I'm like, oh, all right, I can kind of see that. He did a He's lot good. of I, I like movies. Him. Yeah. All right, so that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us as always. And if you're catching us on the Facebook live stream, you can join the Granny's PhD Facebook group and check out all the trailers and random other conversations as a conversations that we have uh, during the week. Uh, you can also go ahead and check out Pop Culture Pros because that's who we're presented by, popculturepros.com. Uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, you can go ahead and back up the truck, which is happening beeping on somebody's uh, car. That's me. Somebody's That's me. Back it up. Back it up. Um, <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. That'll be a little thing for Ant-Man in a couple of weeks. One of my favorite lines from that movie. Um, if you're checking us out on Twitter, go ahead and give us a follow at Pop Culture Pros. And uh, check out the website to check out all the other cool stuff that we got going on. We got shows about football. We got shows about baseball. We got shows about Disney World, wrestling. Uh, we got the A to Z show. We got whatever it is that you're looking for. It's on Pop Culture Pros. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll be covering Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, which was the follow-up to Reign of the Superman. So excited to get these gentlemen's uh, take on that because, honestly, that thing was fucking insane. And... Uh, our live action movie next week will be Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal, loosely based on the Steel character from, if you want to say Reign of the Superman or the DC Comics in general, loosely based on it with a whopping 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we are in for a treat, That's ladies high. and gentlemen. It probably is high. We might have to be high, be high while watching this. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Well, I mean, ironically, like Shaquille O'Neal is like, isn't he like big? Like he has like the Superman logo all over his freaking house. Oh no, he was like on that for a while. And no, no, he's all about it. He's okay. all about Superman. He fucking adores Superman. Yeah. That's why this thing happened because he was okay. hot at the time. This ran with it. Yeah. This was the Shaquille O'Neal passion project where Shaquille O'Neal went, <laughs> guys. I have money and a name. I want to make a Superman adjacent movie, and they went, "You're you're the Shaquille O'Neal boss." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's that should be that should be interesting. To see. Do we have to pay for this? Uh, it's on. It's free on Tubi. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm gonna end up having to pay for this. No, you will not. I'm gonna you be will, the person. The person you Rogan. will not, my friend. You will download the Tubi you. app 
and you will watch it for free with Shaquille O'Neal is going to get 50 cents from my $3 that I pay for this fucking thing. Rogan, don't do this. Please right. don't do this. As much... Look, I'll I'm going to have to send you a check for $3. <laughs> I would rather give Shaquille O'Neal 50 cents than pay for this movie just on principle. I'd actually just rather give Shaquille O'Neal three bucks and go, Shaquille O'Neal, I love you. You're great. Go to the general... When you then have some fun or whatever the fuck the commercial is, here's three bucks. I can't, I can't buy your movie, man. This is terrible. This, uh, it's going to be terrible. But so please try to get this free. We can't support this kind of art. We can't support this kind of stuff. We, we can't, we can't reward bad work. I can't. We'll find out though. Maybe, maybe Grogan will like it. Rick you will never like know. It. I'm sure Rick no, will like no. it. Rick's going to come on. Rick is going to come on next week, and he is going to be the Jesus allegory where he's like, Well, I died for your sins while watching uh, the you know, death of Superman. Now I'm reborn in the glory of Kal El in this movie, Steel, which is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is better than everything. Like, that's going to be Rick's take on yeah, that. Yeah, Rick is probably going to come out of this and say that Shaquille O'Neal is the most underrated actor of all time. Oh, well, yeah, right. Tim, is, Tim is hitting us with some some Shaq raps over here. He is the hope the high second Who was the first pick or born in not a Christian late night, not Alonzo morning? Wow. <laughs> so you know we're opening up with the Shaq song that was written for Steel. I mean that's gonna be our opening song this week. I'm gonna have we to, have to. It, so. we have to. And I'm look just I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it right here. I have nothing but love for the man Shaquille O'Neal. So whereas I will shit all over this movie, most likely, I can't imagine I'm going to like it, but hey, stranger things have happened. Nothing I say will reflect Shaquille O'Neal, because that man's a national treasure. Man's a national treasure. Oh, and I think on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Then, so. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We're not killing alien babies this week. Instead, Shaquille O'Neal's a national treasure. Like, what did I get my... more... Sorry. What did I get myself into here? <laughs> this was supposed to be, you know, you know, a couple of guys talking about Christopher Reeve, and now you guys got me in this shit. Grogan, put it this, this way. This is what you guys do. This is like really fucked up. It is kind of fucked up. We are a little twisted with our, our yeah. sense of humor. I'm not going to lie. But think about it this way, though. The question we're going to have to answer next week is it worse than Super Bowl? That's the question of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm already going to say yes, but we'll see. I'm open-minded. Square. I'm going to bet three pence. Square. 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 (laughs) Square. Will anything be worse than square? I'm going to bet three pence that Steel is going to be the better than than Supergirl. I I can't imagine it's going to be worse. Three pence, my friend. But but you have to. If I lose, and you have to wait till I go to England and get my money exchanged, because I don't mean the equivalent of three pence. I mean I have to actually obtain three pence. That might take me a while, but I'll bet three pence that uh, steel is going to be better, but 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 not by much, man. It's it's going to be like better by default, better because it's a movie, not an experience. Yeah, Another question like, yeah. we're gonna have to answer next week: Is Steel um, a movie? Is Steel a movie? Good point. Good point. Yeah. These are the questions that will keep you up all night. I'm gonna <laughs> pay. Every night. I'm gonna pay and give Shaq a dime. Go to the general and save some time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> um, all right, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, see you next week. 
Peace.